Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt and taxes and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, with a love of fantasy books and funk, and a hatred of running more than three miles, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, so glad to have you back here with me talking about Social Security. So last episode, highly recommend that you you check it out. I really kind of broke down for you how Social Security works. So before you listen to this episode, definitely listen to that one. Because a lot of the terms, a lot of the the ways it gets calculated, and, and frankly, a lot of the solutions that I'm talking about today are related to yesterday's podcast. So, or last week's podcast, I should say. So to recap with Social Security, there are so many different levers we can pull. Uh, I'm excited to share with you today all of the different ways that I think we have to solve this problem. Not that any of these are easy, not that any of these are things people are going to love, but it can be done. Just like I said last week, what I I want to emphasize here is is I don't mean this to be a political conversation, but more solutions-based. So how can we come together to solve these looming problems that are going to be upon us before we know it? Now, let me tell you a little bit more about our current taxes and how those get paid with FICA. So in case you're not aware, there are a couple of different FICA parts, employer and employee. And there's a Medica tax, and it's those FICA taxes that pay Social Security and Medicare taxes that pay Medicare. So the FICA taxes on Social Security currently is a total of 12.4%. That's split equally between employer and employee. So if you are working for a hospital, you're putting in 6.2% and the hospital is putting in 6.2%. Now what's interesting is there is a cap on that currently. Uh, In 2021, that's 142,800 bucks. Medicare, there's 1.45% employer play, employer pays and then employee pays another 1.45% plus another 0.9 if you have income over $200,000 if you're single or $250,000 if you're joint. So those payroll taxes, Social Security and Medicare, at a minimum between employer and employee, you're knocking at 15.3%. So about 15% FICA taxes and that's only on your um, earned income, meaning W-2 type income that folks get paid on if you're a sole proprietor. You're paying both employer and employee. And that can be closer to 16% when you add in the Medicare tax, actually slightly over 16%. So that is the other kind of critical piece to know. 
what I did in preparation for this podcast, I did a fair amount of homework, just just looking at different things. I, I thought about this problem in terms of maybe some ways other people don't commonly talk about that might help us. And so um, here in the show notes, we should be linking in different resources that are direct sources that you can read on that actually give some good numbers behind how much efficacy potentially these solutions could have, at least ones I could find numbers on. So first thing, let me bring back um, to something that, that I'm passionate about, and that is the FRA, the full retirement age. So that's that age if you remember that you can collect what's considered kind of 100% of your social security benefit. You're not getting penalized for it. As a matter of fact, the, um, the government through the, the Office of Budget and Management has run some numbers on some different scenarios. And the one that I felt kind of line closely to, to make the most sense of all the different scenarios they ran was one on increasing the, the um, full retirement age and the age that people would start withdrawing benefits. Currently that's 62 to bring it all the way up to 64 by the end of 2026. So that's gonna delay it for folks by two years. And then right now, um, the full retirement age currently is around 67 years old to bring that up to 69. So I think those are good, a good start and good numbers to talk about. If we look at longevity um, published by the CDC, the average Americans expected to live 79 years old. Men, a year or two less than that, women two or three years greater than that. So there's a, a gap of about five years between guys and gals. So 79 is the average age. Now remember when they started social security that the average age that people died was 62, which is how that 62 number came into, um, in, into effect of starting social security. I think you could probably make an argument that 79 should be the right age to draw from. But that being said, nobody in the government has had the guts to run the numbers on that. They have had the guts to run the numbers on making full retirement 69 and early at 64 with no additional changes to kind of those, those um, ages. So the good news is with the shortfall that we have, that that covers about 28% of the gap by making that one change. So that change makes a big difference. I would argue to make it at a minimum 70 as the full retirement age and 65 as the minimum. And I guarantee you that would help to fill the gap even more and it should be tied as kind of, uh, in my opinion, to the mortality age. You know, if the mortality goes up, those numbers should go up too. If mortality goes down, then those numbers should go down too. Um, that way it's kind of keeping up with um, how, how people do it. Now, what, what isn't talked about 
that um, I think we want to do is to keep people working as long as possible. And remember how there's a penalty right now that's um, 30% at age 62, you take a penalty for drawing early. No, I have seen no numbers crunched on this, but imagine if we made that 35% or 40% penalty for drawing early. So we're trying to emphasize to people to wait longer before drawing Social Security. If they have to, they have to. Um, but that way folks are, are incentivized to wait later, which also benefits them. If you look at Social Security on average right now, if you make it to 80, it's kind of a break even on um, waiting to take your Social Security as it is. So that could help to emphasize it for folks that, um, hey, if you're living longer, you know, you, you, you take that. Um, another thing that I don't think related to this um, that also should be done. And now let's take a moment for a quick commercial break. Well, my friends, the holiday season is upon us. And I have to be honest, I have a lot of inventory of books and all kinds of things that I am wanting to get rid of and out of my office. If you might be interested in getting a discounted um, amount on all of the books that I have available, would love to hear from you. Give me a call at 612-284-2409. Again, if you're interested in getting some discounted books for this holiday season from me that I've written, all the materials, um, recorded version of the book, all that kind of stuff, give me a call 612-284-2409 and I will give you some fat discounts so I can have more space available to me. Again, that's 612-284-2409. Thanks. Bye-bye. And now... Back to the show. Is you also should increase the premiums for late withdrawals. Now, this would probably benefit the, the more wealthy in this particular case. The increasing the withdrawals, um, the penalty for, for early withdrawals would probably hit the poor harder than it would the wealthy. I think to, to balance that, you have to take a look at um, something else. I think uh, one of the things you could do is change that PIA formula. If you remember the PIA, primary insurance amount, you get less credit the more money you make. So I believe it's about 30% when your income is over like um, $60,000 a year, you know, you really are um, getting less of a benefit for that. I think you could probably um, continue to de decrease that percentage that you multiply on the PIA, which would help um, people. Um, you could potentially also increase the, the amounts for the lower ages. You know, you could go up to 100%, I'm sorry, in the lower income brackets for the PIA. So that would be another suggestion that I would make if, if I were making decisions. Uh, another study that the government did Remember that payroll tax rate is 12.4% right now on Social Security, plus the other 3% uh, approximately for Medicare. Well, the government said, what if you increase it to 15.8% in a different study? 
So raising that by another 3.4%, so 1.7% closer to employer, 1.7% uh, more to employee. And that actually completely eliminated the shortfall. So that has the program going out for a long time. And I think really in this discussion, you know, let's have everyone share some pain, right? Let's not put it on, on everybody to, uh, or not put it on one class of people. You know, we're in this together. Um, not everyone's going to win. So let's make it so that in a sense, everyone feels some of the pain of these changes. So maybe rather than the 3.4% they're suggesting, if we can raise that early retirement uh, age, maybe that even higher than what was suggested. Maybe if we increase the penalties for early withdrawal, maybe if we change the PAA formula to decrease it, and maybe we only increase taxes by 1%. 1% is a heck of a lot less painful than 3.4. If you can imagine on $200,000 of income, you know, that's seven grand altogether um, that between employer and employee, you know, if you only make that 1%, most of us wouldn't feel that too badly. I think that would be doable and would help to fill in the gap as well as increasing the FRA, the full retirement age. Well, what if on top of that right now, remember I said there's a cap on what people have to, to pay on, on those FICA taxes, a max of 142800 What if that got eliminated? Well, now at this point, then um, there would be more revenue coming in. And if you did that, and you made that payroll tax go get eliminated, then according to the, the Office of Budge, Budget Management here that ran this from the, the trustees report, that took care of 73% of the shortfall. So we're talking about an increase in taxes. Nobody likes it. Um, certainly this would be painful for someone like myself, perhaps yourself, that we are over that cap on an annual basis. You know, we pay it the first six months of the year or nine months of the year. And now, now uh, you get kind of a holiday from it. Well, that holiday goes away in this. Um, so that, raising the taxes a little bit, increasing the, the full retirement age, I think are all should be on the table. But I wouldn't stop there. Uh, there's some other benefits that Social Security has. For example, there's a spousal Social Security. So my wife, for example, has not had much in the way of tax credits towards Social Security, so she has a choice. When we hit retirement, she could end up taking hers, which wouldn't be a whole lot, or she could take half of mine. So even though she hasn't paid much into the system, she gets to still draw Social Security. I suggest let's eliminate that. Let's eliminate that benefit, which, um, personally would hurt our family, but I think is, is the right thing to do. Um, other suggestions that, that I have is, remember earlier we were talking about in the last episode, the taxation of Social Security. 
right now that primarily benefits the, the poorer folks where potentially on social security, if we look at how much are people taxed, if your provisional income is below 32,000 and you're married, you pay no taxes on social security. Between 32 and 44,000, it's up to 50%. Over 44,000 is up to 85%. Why don't we just tax everyone? You could be subject to the tax up to 100% of your income. So it just falls under AGI. So right now, those of us over $44,000 in retirement, which is probably most of us, we're getting taxed on it. Whereas someone that has income under that is not getting taxed on social security or very little in the way of tax on social security. So I think that's another kind of give that would be helpful. Cause frankly, anyhow, you know, the standard deduction is 12,000 bucks. People aren't paying any taxes anyhow on the first $12,000 plus of their taxes. If you're married, double that, you know, you're talking about like $25,000. People aren't paying any taxes on anyhow. So that still benefits the poor. Uh, but perhaps those that are a little better off uh, are are having to pay now taxes on their Social Security. So that, that would um, be beneficial. The other strategy that I think isn't talked about enough, has nothing to do with these formulas, has nothing to do with taxation, has nothing to do with working longer or living, living longer. I believe that... Uh, one of our biggest challenges is losing skilled workers from overseas. The process is so stinking hard for immigration. Uh, I know in talking to many physicians, getting the green card, talking to many IT people, uh, and these are people that can pay a lot of money in FICA taxes. Why can't we better streamline that process for them, encourage it if people come over from other countries why don't we get them enrolled into schools <clears throat> where they can be skilled workers and end up paying more more in taxes the larger our population the younger the population the better off social security will be we'll have more tax payers to spread that cost over so um that is the, the other thing that I personally feel super strongly about that um, I think would, would help our country and help Social Security. Another thing that I haven't talked about so far is for people that are already receiving it. We talked about taxation, but there's also inflation adjustments every year. Those of us that might have a, a parent or perhaps we have a pension, many pensions are not inflation adjusted. Well, if we take that away from Social Security, that reduces the future cost of it. Or maybe it doesn't get eliminated, but maybe it gets reduced. So I think a combination of these strategies is the right answer. Everyone feels the pain for the long-term gain. These, these are just my opinions. I'm curious to hear from you, hey, what do you think of this? Can we come together on some of these solutions? Can we, we incentivize our government to not just increase taxes, to increase the full retirement age, to look at eliminating spousal social security, to look at increasing taxation of benefits, to increase the penalties for early withdrawal? You know, can we look at all of these different things to, to 
look at streamlining and increasing immigration for skilled workers or getting people to be skilled workers here? Can we do these things in order to not just follow one strategy? Can we uh, apply this in multiple ways so that we can secure the long-term future of this program? And so my friends, that is my, my little um, political discord, I guess, uh, on thinking about social security, how I'm thinking about it. And I would love to hear from you. What are solutions that you have heard of? What do you think is viable? Do you have any, any numbers to, to back some of those things up? Um, how would you go about this? What kind of things would you be thinking about? And now let's take a moment for a quick commercial break. Well, my friends, the holiday season is upon us. And I have to be honest, I have a lot of inventory of books and all kinds of things that I am wanting to get rid of and out of my office. If you might be interested in getting a discounted um, amount on all of the books that I have available, would love to hear from you. Give me a call at 612-284-2409. Again, if you're interested in getting some discounted books for this holiday season from me that I've written, all the materials, um, recorded version of the book, all that kind of stuff, give me a call 612-284-2409 and I will give you some fat discounts so I can have more space available to me. Again, that's 612-284-2409. Thanks. Bye-bye. And so, my friends, I'd love to hear from you. Please email me, dave at daviddeniston.com. That's D-A-V-E at D-A-V-I-D-D-E-N-N-I-S-T-O-N.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. And remember, my friends, don't forget to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle.